0: Welcome to HCS Talks. I'm your host, Superintendent of Hampton City Schools, Raymond Haynes. This is a Hampton City Schools podcast. We are fairly new to the world of podcasts. This is actually our seventh episode. HCS Talks is designed to educate, inform, and hopefully entertain our community and beyond. We will talk about a lot of different topics related to education, students, teachers, support staff, parents, programs, and initiatives community partnerships, and more. Some of it will just be informative, no matter who you are. So we hope you will stay tuned and keep listening to HCS Talks. Today, I have the opportunity to sit down and talk with Ms. Nancy Beach, the Executive Director of the Hampton Education Foundation, or as some affectionately call it, HEF. So thank you for being here, Ms. Beach. Before we dive into HEF and some exciting upcoming events, please tell the listening audience a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, first, thank you, Dr. Haynes, for having me. It's a joy to be here today with you and talk a little bit about the Ed Foundation. I am a Hamptonian and have lived here for a long time. Um, I, lived away for 20 years and worked in university development and alumni relations, and then I came back to the area about 12 years ago and have a long history with Hampton City Schools. My grandmother taught in them. My mother went through from elementary all through high school with friends that she kept for a lifetime. My daughter is a proud crabber and now at Waymond & Mary doing very well, so we're very pleased to be part of the Hampton community and Hampton City Schools.
0: Excellent. Did your daughter go through the IB program at the Hampton High School? She
1: did. She did. She's a proud graduate of that real first year of our academies, too. Yes, ma'am. And so it was wonderful to see how that played out and brought her into a community of friends for life.
0: So she had a great foundation laid for her through Hampton City Schools and is doing some great things at the College of William & Mary. What is she majoring in?
1: She is a double major, English and Kinesiology. Wow. Wow. So wow. trying to take that out into the community and do something with it and be productive.
0: I'm looking forward to the great things she will continue to accomplish.
1: Me too. <laughs> yes, ma'am.
0: So tell the listening audience, what is HEF and how long has HEF actually been around?
1: I'd like to say that the Hampton Education Foundation is really the, the nonprofit support foundation for Hampton City Schools to do the things that aren't already appropriated in the annual budget. We have a nonprofit board that is all volunteer-based. We are able to do things that give us a community presence, but also a presence inside the schools with our teachers and our students. It's been around since 2001. It was actually started by one of your predecessors, Dr. Davis, and it really had the mission to do things that just weren't out there being done yet. And we look for innovative ways to connect what your mission is for the schools with the community and make sure that they're aware of those needs, that they're part of the community to build on what we already have going on here at Hampton City Schools.
0: And we'll get into a little bit more about it, but just to be clear for the audience, Hef, all proceeds for HEF go towards teacher grants and initiatives for Hampton City Schools?
1: So our, our general proceed focus, our mission-based deliverables are on our teacher grants and our scholarships. So each year... We do a teacher grant program and we ask our teachers to apply with their ideas, their creative opportunities for them to do something in their classrooms. And then we also, in the spring, we work on our fundraising toward our scholarships. So by that, we're able to do something. It's always a very modest amount. Um, This past year, it's $5,000 that was divided among five students. And we're still proud to do that. We hope it'll grow over time. The foundation's been growing by leaps and bounds just this last year. And I think we've got more we can do Both in both fronts and and continue to explore other avenues of support. We know literacy is a big um, area of focus for both the school division. The board is looking at how to engage on that topic and be more proactive on some of the funding that can be put behind those um, ideas. And just encourage our teachers and our students to be aware that we're here and we're supporting them.
0: Great. And we... Very much appreciate all the Hampton Education Foundation does in collaboration with Hampton City Schools. So your role as the executive director of HEF, what does that entail?
1: So as executive director, I work with the board. As I said, there are 22 um, members of volunteer and then several come from ex officio members. Um, from within the division, there's several of your staff that support us within marketing and, and government and community relations, and we work together to build on uh, different structures that the committee can work on. So they work on each of the strategies around the scholarships and around the teacher grants. We had more than 90 applications from teachers last year, and we were able to fund a portion of those uh, totaling about $30,000 worth of initiatives. So the board works very actively to review those applications. They they read them, they um, do a rubric for them, and they spend a lot of hours to make sure that those grants are put out into the um, community in a way that the students can benefit from them.
0: So you talk a little bit more about the board members And their roles. So you have you said 22 members. Are there specific roles or titles of those board members as well? So,
1: yeah, we have an executive committee and that's made up of Alia Fonja, who's our board president, Dan Holloway, who's our vice president and Susie Scott, who's our treasurer, and they work as the executive team. And then within that, we have also Vice Mayor Jimmy Gray. We have former coach Ray Smith, who's very well known in our athletic community. So we have a variety from business leaders, government service leaders, and our own HCS leaders of maybe recently retired. I
0: understand that we also have representation in terms of our building administrators at each level too, correct?
1: That's correct. And each of the, um, we have a high school rep, a middle school rep, and an elementary school rep. So that helps us also know what's going on in, in each community that we serve.
0: Is there a time span in which they serve on that board? It's or? a
1: three-year term that is renewable for another three years.
0: And that's for all board members or just-
1: well, everyone that's um, part of the what I would call the volunteer corps, as your executive team comes and goes, it's more of an ex officio role. So, if someone um, from recently, we had the the great opportunity to thank Ann Bain for all of her service as yes, part of have. our board. She was a real part of the backbone, and she had served in government and uh, community relations for. Hampton City School. So she's been a longtime part of our board who now just stepped away. And Jen Oliver is now filling that role. And we've had many others. We've had um, Mike Monteith is now with Peninsula Community Foundation. We had um, Pam Hennepin. These are just wonderful community yes. leaders who really helped the board for years, so in its existence for these past, since 2001, so many of these people were stay, did stay involved over and over.
0: Certainly a great foundation has been laid since its inception in 2001, and we continue to not miss a beat and taking things to the next level just based on the support that is provided through HEF. So you talk about different ways HEF supports students and staff. I know we mentioned briefly about the scholarships and grants, but talk a little bit more in detail about how it supports the students and staff in that capacity.
1: So I'll talk a little bit about the grant program for teachers because that's we're in that phase right now. So teachers have been apl- applied for these grants this year, and they'll be awarded soon. And the way it works is we have um, we have three different groups. We have a mini grant, so teachers can write in for a proposal that they just have things in their classroom they need beyond their their own um, basic supplies. We have some ideas for different kits that they use for math or something that can be really reused each year. And that's what we call our mini grants for, and for $500 they can write in an idea that they have and just have the ability to purchase that without going into their own pockets. We know so often we hear about that and this is really meant to um, support them in that idea.
0: Absolutely.
1: Then the other two are called our innovation grants and they're done by individual teachers who can apply or a group can go in together. And I really liked this concept. The, the committee came to us last year and said, we've seen some people together in one building trying to write for the same grant just to get more money in total. And we said, well, why don't we just do that? So for an individual teacher, they can apply for a thousand dollar grant. And that's for something innovative that they wanna to bring to the classroom, an idea, a project, an activity that they're gonna possibly do with many students, not just one class. And then the group innovation grant, is $2,500, $2,500 for a group in a building who can come together for an idea that's the same kind of thing, innovative and useful for the growth of the students in a way that's a little bit different than what the curriculum may direct them to, but it's still curriculum related. So it certainly points back to all of our um, criteria for guidance in their education, but it's also part of the way they can get creative. And so the one last year that I thought was one that's an easy example of that the Blue Talent Cafe, Chef, and one of the literacy. Liter, um,
0: Blue Talent Cafe? The Blue
1: Talent. No, oh. sorry. The Blue Phantom Cafe. Okay. Um, at Phoebus went together for a group grant with uh, an educator for literacy, um, literature. And they put together one that was going to cover something that would combine both the literature and the kind of culinary things that were going on at that time.
0: It was a great connection for that Academy, I guess, of Hospitality and Tourism to connect the Blue Phantom man with a literature or literacy component as well. So that was one that was done as a group, rather innovative.
1: Right. Uh, so they they did the $2,500 grant.
0: I was going to ask you if you had any examples of some of the innovative grants that were submitted and awarded. And they, when they're submitting these, they are familiar up front with the rubric. So they know exactly what the committee or half is looking for. Correct, that's all
1: visible on our website as they go through the process and fill out the form. And then the other piece we do is the student scholarship. So as we look, um, this really started back in 2011 when one of our former um, board members and then community activists and, and a part of hampton city school's leadership mike canty he passed away and the ed foundation um worked with some friends of mike canty's to build on something they had started to continue on a scholarship program and over the years that's been able to grow from just one award to now four were given last year and we are pleased that that can is able to continue in honor of mike And we also, this year, were able to have a discussion with a Phoebus alum, Chris Williamson, and his wife Candy, who were interested in honoring a teacher. Chris had a great story from his middle school experience where he had had a teacher who had really changed the direction of his path. And he realized that over time, and he really wanted to give back. So he came to us and we talked about what Chris wanted to accomplish and he felt strongly about both our teacher grant and our scholarship. So he started uh, a fund that's gonna be doing both. He gives a now gift each year that helps to do the awarding of a grant and a scholarship in that academic year. And then some of the money goes aside to be saved in a reserve fund until it can make an endowment for that to go on in perpetuity. So we're able to do something now and save something for later.
0: So this particular gift, the now gift, teachers have to apply for that or that person is selected or how does that so work?
1: So they are part of our grant program. So they will be combined just like they were with the scholarship. We wrote the criteria that they get applied to. Because in Chris's case, they gave their teacher grant to someone who is looking at education, excuse me, their, their scholarship to go to a student who's going into education. And this year for the teacher grant, They're kind of prioritizing around our middle school because that's when the teacher was so influential with him. But he's open to the grant being a part of our general grant cycle.
0: That is something that is I think is remarkable that a former student is coming back and uh, giving back to the community based on the impact a teacher had on him during his time here with Hampton City Schools. It just speaks volumes to our recognizing the importance of establishing great relationships and building that relationship and rapport with young people because it would serve them well over a lifetime. And sometimes they come back to give back and do some great things for the community.
1: We have great alumni and that's something I look forward to as hef grows, also growing our connection to building out an alumni network that can both serve not just financial purposes, like we talked about what Chris is doing, but what Chris is really doing is helping a student and a teacher. So yes. how can that community relationship grow and, and become something we're able to connect back to the students and the teachers now?
0: Absolutely. So I know we're doing some other things and in initiatives around HEF in our own Grow Your Own uh, endowment. Can you speak a little bit about that and our partnerships that extend beyond um, what HEF has and our connections to other companies as well.
1: Certainly. This year, again, I said it's been an outstanding year for our overall um, community engagement. Two specific things that happened. First, the school board took action last spring to uh, provide for a HEF endowment. And this is going to be an endowment that will work with also re-engaging our alumni who are in the education track to become teachers to bring them back to Hampton this was a $160,000 uh, gift from the school board. And to do that, we're also doing an endowment where that will put, be put into investment. And the return on that will give us the funding each year in into the future so that we can bring students back who have graduated from Hampton City Schools and now wanna become Hampton City School teachers. So it's been a wonderful recognition of not just what's going on in the marketplace, but a recognition that we do grow our own and we grow them well. So let's bring them back, they understand what they experienced and they are our alumni and can provide something and resource for a classroom, but also a relationship with the community.
0: Certainly an incentive to uh, get our young people back into the community and that grew your own concept. We also have some additional support from, I believe, I think you mentioned something with Centera as well. Correct. Can you talk a little bit about that? aspect of it
1: just weeks after the school board appropriation conversation about this we had the wonderful opportunity to engage in a discussion with Centera and Centera as you know is um, hampton roads are really virginia-wide they're broadening their their um, health community and services around the country along especially the atlantic area um and what we talked to them about was matching that endowment, coming up with a way that those funds could be matched by Sentara, put also into an endowment that's more for general purposes, in that case for Hef's larger mission. And um, we were able to, we did receive a commitment from Sentara to do another $160,000 for another endowment fund. And that is going to be able to also provide for those kind of creative services that we're looking to do in the future. Wow.
0: So roughly around 320,000 in terms of endowment funds for our own Grow Your Own program. So it certainly speaks to what is outlined in our strategic plan to attract, recruit, now say train and retain exceptional staff. So we want our young people who choose the field of education to feel as though they're going to have to support and structure with the understanding that they'll come back and, and work for us at some point in time. Also, recognize the challenge that exists with the education field and folks not choosing it as often as they have done in the past. But this is certainly a way to attract and recruit them and growing our own. So, we certainly appreciate all that the school board has done and Sintera and the Hampton Education Foundation. So, I know you want to really get into something in particular, from what I understand, called the Hef Fest. So let's talk a little bit about this exciting event and what it entails and just anything else you'd like to share around the festival coming up in the very near future.
1: Thank you. Yes, Half Fest was started last year as a way to introduce the community to our work. We really, uh, Leah Fanja became board president last July, and he said, I really don't think people know what we do. So we really um, came up with a concept and Last November had the first Hef Fest. We're coming up on our second annual now, November 4th of this year on Saturday night we'll be gathering at Vanguard in downtown Hampton and we are hosting again the Hef Fest with the Blue Bear All-Star Band where we have a night of live local uh, music and place to engage like Vanguard where you can have food and beverage and you can enjoy the community of both our teachers, our edu- all of our education community all of our city community, anybody that wants to come along. In that um, moment, you'll see on stage, literally with the Blue Bear All-Star Band, Mayor Tuck, Vice Mayor Gray, who happens to be a board member, school board vice chair, Tina Banks, Gray, they're all participating in the band. So the band is really a reflection of our own. We have Hampton City School graduates who participate as band members, and we just have a really good community night. So it's some fun for all, and the tickets are only $5.
0: $5. Even the, at the day of the event, they're still only $5. They don't Well, up.
1: okay, you got me. Yes, it, at the door, <laughs> they'll be $10 that night.
0: <laughs> just want to let folks know up front. So what's the overall purpose of the event, Miss Beach?
1: So the primary purpose is to fund our teacher grants. We do our fundraising in the fall because that's our largest fundraiser for the year. And we put that right back into our grant program. So our goal this year is to fund $40,000 in teacher grants. And I think with last year's numbers, we had more than 500 people attend. We raised uh, more than $50,000 and we were able to appropriate for our budget for the grant program last year. And we absolutely believe we can do that with a little bit of extra and and raise that up to $40,000 this year.
0: So the ticket sales that goes towards the grants, what about what you purchase in the restaurant? How does that So play?
1: actually, food and beverage are not part of our total revenue that night, but our sponsors are. We oh. have worked with the community members who are so generous this past year, and we're encouraging that they do so again this year if they haven't already. So we're able to work. Again, Centerra was one of our sponsors. We have uh, Bayport. We have Town Bank. We have the Downtown Hampton Development Partnership, a number of other businesses and, and people as well who became sponsors last year. And that sponsorship money is really what what gets us over the top for our totals raised that night to go back into the grant program.
0: Sounds like a very fun and exciting time. So we have it down for November the 4th. What day is that on? Is That's
1: that... a Saturday night and doors open at 6 and the band starts at 7.30.
0: Doors open at 6 on Saturday, November 4th and the band starts at 7? Seven?
1: Um, 7.30. 7.30, mm-hmm.
0: I'm sorry, and... Do we get to close down the place and how does that work?
1: <laughs> yeah, we we are not sure exactly the timing. You know, there could be a couple of encores in there. You never know. <laughs> There's quite some fun. And we expect to wrap up by uh, 10 30 11. 10 30 11. We'll so. give the band a break there and somewhere.
0: Anything else you'd like to share about the Heff Fest? Because it sounds exciting and I know folks are looking forward to coming again and hopefully we'll make this an annual event as well.
1: I think if anyone's interested in becoming a sponsor, please reach out. To, through the Hampton City Schools website, Hef has a specific link, or you can go straight to Hampton Education Foundation and find us to get in touch with me or anyone on the board that you may have a contact with and let us know if you're interested in buying a ticket or being a sponsor.
0: Thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the listening audience at this time?
1: I just want to thank everyone for tuning in. I think you're doing a great thing by giving people a chance to hear more about all the work we're doing across the education platform—it's—it's it's, changes are rapid. They've—they've they've been so many things that have happened, but I think Hampton's really got a good formula, and more people need to know that.
0: Well, I thank you as well, Ms. Beach. You continue to be a champion and ambassador for Hampton City Schools, and I appreciate all the work that you do as the executive director of the Hampton Education Foundation. And thank you for joining us today. And thank you for all your hard work. And we certainly do appreciate all that you have done and will continue to do on behalf of Hampton City Schools and our students and families. And to our listeners, remember, education is the most powerful weapon you can use to change the world. As one community, one transformation, we will ensure academic excellence for every child, every day, whatever it takes. Until next time.
1: Listen to learn more about Hampton City Schools. New episodes of HCS Talks drop on Thursdays. Subscribe and listen to HCS Talks. HCS Talks is a Hampton City Schools production.